Let's turn our Bibles this morning to the book of Hebrews. We're going to be in Hebrews chapter number 11. Hebrews chapter number 11. A very familiar passage of Scripture. And it should be familiar to you because uh, the entire year last year, all of 2018, our Sunday school lessons were taken from uh, 2000, or from Hebrews chapter number 11. And so uh, we'll look once again into this chapter. And I'm going to read <clears throat> for our text this morning, verse 25 and 26. But I want you to keep your Bibles open because uh, we're going to look throughout Hebrews chapter number 11 and even into Hebrews chapter number 12. I don't want that to scare you that we're covering so much ground. Uh, we will get out uh, in a timely manner. We just don't know what time that manner will be, but uh, I want us to uh, look at this subject this, <clears throat> this morning. Hebrews chapter number 11, <clears throat> and I'll look at verse number 25. We're talking about Moses uh, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season, esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, for he had respect unto the recompense of the reward. I want you to notice the first two words uh, of verse number 25. And those words are choosing rather. Choosing rather. And this morning, I wanted to speak on a choice that every Christian has to make. A choice every Christian has to make. Let's ask the Lord to help us. Father, I thank you for the opportunity to open the Word of God. Uh, I thank you for the uh, strength that we gain from it, the instruction. And Father, I'm reminded that faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. We cannot have a deep faith without the Scriptures. We cannot have faith without the Bible. And Father, we just thank you for the opportunity this morning to uh, have you speak to us. If there's someone here unsaved, may the message this morning speak to them. May the Holy Spirit of God convict their heart and help them to realize uh, that there is a Savior they can know for certain their sins have been forgiven. And we ask that you bless our service this morning, for it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. As we think of this choice every Christian has to make, I want you to turn over to verse number 1 in Hebrews chapter number 11. <clears throat> this should be, for most, a, a familiar verse. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. That word, faith. We all have heard that word faith. We as Christians, it is, a, it is a talked about word as it should be. If you're saved this morning, you were saved by faith. You were saved by putting your faith in what the Lord Jesus Christ did on Calvary, uh, the resurrection, uh, having paid the sin debt for all of mankind. If we were to go around the room this morning and, and we were to give testimony, all of the testimony of salvation would have to be, if it's really salvation, it hinges on our faith in what Jesus Christ did. So if you're saved this morning, how many of you are saved this morning? You're on your way to heaven. If the Lord returned today, we'd be out of here with Him. Or if today was the last day we were to live on this earth, we know our sins have been forgiven. We know we have a, 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 a home in heaven. We know Jesus is our personal Savior. If you have that assurance this morning, you have it because of faith. You don't have it because of what you did. You don't have it because of church attendance. You don't have it because you lived a certain way or you didn't live a certain way. You have it because we have a God that loved us so much that He sent His perfect Son 
to pay our sin debt. If you're saved, you're saved by faith. We know that. But a Christian should live by faith. Hebrews 11 verse 1, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Verse, uh, verse number 6 of, of Hebrews 11, But without faith it is impossible to please Him. Don't we want to please God? I trust that we want to please God. Uh, we should want to please God more than we should want to please man. And here's where it gets hard. We should want to please God more than we want to please ourselves. It is by faith we place in Christ. It's a choice. We choose by faith salvation. Now, as a child of God, it is a wonderful thought not just to know that our sins have been forgiven, and that is a wonderful thought. Not just to know that we have eternal life waiting for us, in that place called heaven. That's a wonderful thought. But we can also, as a child of God, please God. As a child of God, honor Him with our life. If someone uh, does wonderful things for you, it's a good thing to show your appreciation. I trust you'd want to show your appreciation. We could spend our whole lives doing everything we can to show Christ we appreciate what He did for us, and we would always come up short, but we should be living our life to please, please Him. How do we do that? But without faith, it is impossible to please Him. Uh, Romans 14.23 tells us, Whatsoever is not of faith is sin. Now, are you with me this morning? In order to have salvation... We must have faith. When we, when we all get to heaven one day, you'll not bump into anybody there who worked their way there. You'll not run into anybody there who, because they had perfect church attendance and because they, they said all of these religious sayings just so, that, that they got there, you'll not find anybody there that got there in that way. We will all be there because of faith. Well, we could just rejoice in that this morning, couldn't we? Because of what Christ did, and we believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Then we get this morning to our choice. Verse 25, choosing rather. You, if you're saved this morning, chose to place your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Nobody made you do that. Nobody could make you do that. It is a choice. If you're here this morning and you've never heard anything like this before, or you've never done that, if I could put the pressure on you so that you could choose Jesus, I would, but it wouldn't do you any good because it's got to be something that you decide in your own heart. But I've got news for you, good news for you today. There's nobody that can keep you from that. There's no sin that you've done can, can keep you from that. All you have to do is choose that with my heart, I believe, I by faith believe that what Jesus did on Calvary is sufficient, is enough for my salvation. And if you're here this morning and you've never done that, as soon as we get to the close of the service in the invitation time, I want you to allow someone to open the Word of God and show you how you can be saved with your heart by faith, 
Choose the payment of the Lord Jesus Christ. Choose the finished work of Calvary. Choose by faith. So I don't think I understand all that. That's where faith comes in. You believe that Christ is enough. But then after salvation, we as Christians, we have another choice. We have to choose rather to live by faith. It is, a, it is just a fact that everyone who has chosen salvation by faith has not chosen to live by faith. Choosing rather. It's interesting, and, and I may not even get to the outline this morning, but I want us to look back at verse number 1 of chapter 11. We know that faith is the substance of, of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. But notice verse 4, By faith Abel offered under God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain. Verse 5, By faith Enoch was translated that he should not see death. Verse 7, by faith Noah being warned of God of things not seen as yet. They say, oh, well, pastor, I just feel like God has asked me to do some big things by faith. How about build a boat for a hundred years when it's never rained? Uh, he, 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 could, he couldn't pull up a YouTube video to find out uh, how, how to do that. By faith, Noah being warned of God of things not seen as yet. Verse 8, by faith, Abraham, when he was called out into a place which he should after receive an inheritance. Verse 11, through faith, also Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed and was delivered of a child when she was past age. Uh, by faith, she believed that. Through faith. Uh, verse number 17, by faith, Abraham, when he was tried, offered up Isaac. And he had that received the promise, offered up his only begotten son, of whom it was said that in Isaac thy seed shall be called. God, you know, you know the story. God had promised Abraham to make him a great nation and gave him one son, Isaac. Then said, kill him. Sacrifice him to me. And by faith, he was willing to do so because he believed that God could raise him up from the dead. And still fulfill his promise. Uh, verse number 20. By faith Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau concerning things to come. Verse 21. By faith Jacob when he was dying blessed both the sons of Joseph. Uh, verse 22. Uh, by faith Joseph. be good to study him again uh, nowadays. By faith Joseph when he died made mention of the departing of the children of Israel. Verse 23. By faith Moses. When he was born, was hid three months of his parents. The faith that mom and dad had to have uh, uh, hiding that little child. Verse 24, by faith Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Moses, who grew up in the palace with Pharaoh, he had a choice to make. And that's when we come to our text, verse 25. Do I live as a prince? Or as our text tells us, do I choose rather to suffer affliction? With the people of God. Am I going to be a prince or am I going to be a slave? He had a choice to make. It was a choice of faith. It was a choice of surrender to the will of God. It is faith that saves us. It is then faith we must have to choose 
as a child of God to live our life in a way that pleases Him. We know all of these Bible characters, don't we? They are in what we call the chapter of faith, the hall of faith. But let's be reminded again this morning, they didn't always know how it was going to turn out. They didn't always know how the end was going to be. Just like sometimes we, we go to it and we see the doctor and the doctor says, this is going to be a very serious thing and, 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 you, and you need to really take consideration of what the consequences could be. It's easy then for somebody else to say, I'm going to live by faith. But as a child of God, we have to choose to trust God with our life. It is by faith. It is a choice to make. God did not make Noah build the ark. He commanded him to, and by faith, Noah had to do it. As a child of God, what, is we, what do we put our faith in? We put our faith in the Word of God. He had a choice, choosing rather to suffer affliction. In this choice, I want us to consider some things. I'll get into the outline and mention the outline. I will let us out on time this morning. But the matter of faith in choosing faith, we must understand it is something that we choose to live by. We've put our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, there, there's, a, there's a lot of shallow Christianity today. And it hurts us. The church is a called out assembly so that it may go into the world to win the world. Uh, it, we need some Christianity with some depth. How do we get that? Faith. Faith. We must have faith. So this morning, if you have never trusted Christ as your Savior, you have a choice to make this morning. You are going to choose before you walk out of the building today whether or not you're going to get your eternity settled. Whether or not you're going to live hoping that you're going to make it or, or, or trying to do it yourself. You are going to be able to choose, do I choose to put my faith in Christ or not? But the same token, child of God, if you've never made the choice to live by faith, you have a choice to make as well. And quite frankly, every Christian needs to make the choice. But I want, to get, I want you to consider some things about faith. First thing I want us to consider, it comes from verse 25 and 26, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season, esteeming the reproach of Christ, greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, for a respect unto the recompense of the Lord. First of all, you need to count the cost. Count the cost. The Christian life is not an easy life. We must count the cost. Uh, this book is not easy to live. Uh, anybody got it mastered yet? I'll wait for you to raise your hand. No, it's, it's not an easy book to live. We must count the cost. We must understand that if we're going to live by faith, God is not going to let us see the future. God is not going to let us know everything we're going to face. Some of you are facing health situations right now. You're facing things that have happened in your life you never thought would come. But there was a day where you said, I'm going to trust God. I'm going to choose to live by faith 
It is a choice that must be made. You're going to have to count the cost. Mom and dad, if you're going to rear your children according to the word of God, there's a price to pay. Well, I just don't want to give up some time in my schedule. You know, you're going to have to rearrange your schedule to find some prayer time, to find some Bible time, to find some church time. If we are going to live by faith, we must count the cost. Let me mention number two. I really want to get to the the latter part of the the outline this morning. We need to consider our heritage. Verses 35 and 38 is a part of the faith that we don't like to think about. I love to think about Moses, don't you, in the part in the Red Sea? I love, we read the finished work of all this, but I am humbled every time I read in Hebrews chapter number 11. In verse 35, the others were tortured, not accepting deliverance, that they might obtain a better resurrection. Others had trials of cruel mockings and scourgings, yea, moreover, bonds and imprisonments. They were stoned, they were sown asunder, were tempted, they were slain with a sword, they wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, tormented, of whom the world was not worthy. They wandered in deserts and in mountains and in dens and in caves of the earth. Uh, well, read that and it humbles me. Say, so why are they there? Because of their faith. It is their faith. We realize today that there are Christians all over this world being persecuted for their faith. Because they determined to live by faith. Verse number 38, of whom the world was not worthy. What I want to point out is our heritage. It's a heritage of faith. It is a heritage of, I want to, by faith, live my life so that I might please Him. How's your faith this morning? How how is it, child of God, are you determined that you make, a, you make a, a commitment for God and immediately you see that commitment tried? Oh, I want to give to the miracle offering. I'm going to get my, 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 my giving uh, the way it should be. And immediately, here comes an expense out of nowhere that you, that you didn't think was going to come. Well, Pastor, I just don't think I have enough faith to commit to this and this and this. Well, how, what's it going to be like in heaven? Oh, it's nice to meet you. Well, tell me about your life. Oh, I'm found in chapter number 11, verse 37. Our dedication, our faith. Uh, we need to consider our heritage. It is one of faith. Uh, chances are very, very good that whoever led you to Christ was a person of faith. Whoever made a spiritual impact in your life is a person of faith. Let me get to the last two things this is where I want to spend a little bit of time. When it comes to our faith, look at me at verse number 1 of chapter 12. Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight in the sin which does so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Let me challenge all of us this morning to continue to run. Last Sunday morning, I preached on the patience of Job. Y'all remember that? And how the endurance of Job 
that is the only thing that he could control in his life. He could not control his afflictions. He could not control uh, the fact that his children were taken in death. He could not control the fact that he lost his health. He could not control the fact that he lost his wealth. He could not control any of that. But the one thing that he could control was his patience, his endurance, his determination to continue on. And we find a parallel in, in chapter number 12. We're reminded there's a great cloud of witnesses. Now, I don't know all, I can explain all that that is, and, and, and I don't necessarily think we have to know everything that that would entail, but probably somewhere in those cloud of witnesses are those people that are mentioned in verse 35, 36, 37, 38. But the point I want to make this morning is to run. Run your race. Continue to run. It says so much to me that when people come into the house of God and they've got a loved one, at the point of death, or they're battling health issues. And why we want to continue to run our race with patience, with endurance. Continue. This morning, if you've got disease in your body, don't quit. Keep going. Keep running. If you're facing heartache and tragedy, don't quit. Keep running. Keep going. How, I don't know how I can do it. I don't know how it's going to end up. By faith. It's a choice you make that you're just going to continue to put your faith in God. You're just going to continue in keeping your eyes on Him. And the world can crumble around you, but God still sits on His throne. That's a choice. That we, that's something we choose. Rather, we choose by faith to continue to run with patience, with endurance. One of the greatest things about this church is the faithfulness of God's people. I mean, you, you look around this building, there's a lot of people who've been here for a lot of years. What is that? That's, that's running with patience. That's, that's finishing. That's endurance. That's determining that we are going to complete the task that God has given us. We must continue to run. Number four, and this is where I want to get to. It's found in verse number 2 of chapter number 12. I'll read verse 1 again. Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Watch verse number 2. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. I want us to remember, fourthly this morning, to copy our completer. Notice what it says about our Lord, the Lord Jesus. Looking unto Jesus, that's where we ought to be looking, the author and finisher of our faith. It's interesting that I was studying this message out. I've been, I doing, been doing personal study in the book of Isaiah and reading some of the, the chapters, uh, starting in chapter number 50 of Isaiah, and reading and as we're talk, talking about the Savior and, and, and what he was going to face. And he set his face as a flint going to the cross, and he knew that he was going to fulfill that purpose. Yes, God sent his son to this world 
Christ came as that, as, that, as that God child to this world with a purpose. But aren't you glad when he was facing the, the cross? Aren't you glad as he knelt in the Garden of Gethsemane on the eve of being taken uh, by those soldiers? Aren't you glad that he finished? Aren't you glad that when he went to the cross of Calvary, he could have called the legions of angels to come and take him down? But he finished what he set out to do. He finished the work on Calvary. He suffered your death, my death, your hell, my hell. He paid for all of the sins of mankind. It is finished. It is done. It is through. It is complete. He went all the way when it came to his purpose. He went all the way. That's why this morning you don't have to add church membership to salvation. That's why you don't have to add good works to salvation. That's why you don't have to add the Ten Commandments to salvation. That's why you don't have to add, I have to be in a certain denomination to salvation. All you have to have for salvation is the Lord Jesus Christ. All you have to have is faith in Him. Why? Because He's a finisher. He's a finisher. Are you a finisher? You can't finish your own salvation, but Christ set the example for us. But aren't you glad He finished? Who for the joy? Still in verse 2, that was set before Him. Endured the cross. Our Savior was an endurer. I have in my Bible study, every, I have a set pattern that every at a certain point I'll always go back and I'll read through the Gospels of the crucifixion of our Savior. It's been a while since you've read of what Christ suffered for you and I. I would recommend you do that. What He endured so that you and I might have an opportunity to be saved. He endured the cross, despising the shame. But where is he today? He's sitting down at the right hand of the throne of God. When I was a, a child, I trusted Christ as my Savior. I, I had not read the Bible through. I had not kept all the commandments. <clears throat> but by faith, I chose Jesus Christ. By faith, I chose to believe what the Bible said was necessary for my sins to be forgiven. By faith, I chose to just trust Him. And from that time to now, I've been saved. I've been forgiven. I've been justified. I have a home in heaven that Christ Himself is preparing for me. Whatever your testimony is this morning, when you were convicted by the Spirit of God of your sin condition, and you were convicted of the fact that you were going to have to pay your own sin debt, but thankfully it was a preacher or it was somebody who opened the Word of God. It was a parent or a loved one who, who opened the Word of God and showed you that because of what Christ did on Calvary, you didn't have to go to hell and pay for your sins. You didn't have to uh, 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 pay, for, pay that sin debt. That you could, you could have a home in heaven, you could have forgiveness of sins, and you chose to put your faith in the Lord Jesus. Again, this morning, if you've never done that, 
you're going to have an opportunity to choose Christ. To choose what he did on Calvary. But just for a moment, we'll come back to that, but just for a moment, Christian, have we chosen to live by faith? I know this has always been something that I've had to remind myself of that as I read through the scripture and I read of the life of Moses. Look at him as if he had something different available to him that I have available to him. Or you read through the New Testament and you read uh, the, the faith and the life of those apostles who, who, who gave everything for the Lord, who were empowered by the Spirit of God. But you find the more you, you study Scripture, you find that they made a choice one day to live by faith. Live by faith. It is easy for us to agree and all say amen when we talk about verse 6 of chapter 11. But without faith, it is impossible to please God. I believe every word is in the Bible on purpose. And it says it's impossible to please God. I wonder how many people even with sincere hearts, are trying to please God, but they're not because there's no faith involved. Isn't that what the scripture says? It's impossible without faith to please Him. Christian, this morning, are you, are you going to choose a life that can, be a, that can please Him? You have to make the choice. You have to decide. See, it's easy for us to say, oh, give me the faith of Noah. But for a hundred years, you, you build a boat that you tell people that's going to hold all the animals. And it's going to rain, and it's never rained. And there's going to be a flood, and they don't know what you're talking about. And you say, you better repent, or you're going to perish. We don't look at that aspect of it. Oh, when you, when, as a parent, when you're rearing your children according to the Word of God and you've got all of these what you think are variables and all of this pressure from the world today and your, your, own, your own failures and your own humanity, but by faith you have to choose, I'm just going to trust the Word of God. It's a life that must be chosen. By faith, Abel. By faith, Enoch. Say, so why is this so important, Pastor? Let's, let's open our Bibles again to, to chapter 11. I'm going to read just a few more verses and we'll be done. Verse 13. These all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off, and were persuaded of them and embraced them and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. They that say such things declare plainly that they seek a country. And truly, if they had been mindful of that country from whence they came out, they might have had opportunity to have returned. But now they desire a better country that is in heavenly, wherefore God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he hath prepared for them a city. It is impossible for us to please him in this life on this earth without faith. Scripture establishes that. But we're also reminded in this great chapter that there is a country being prepared 
for those who have chosen Christ by faith for their salvation. What will help us choose a life of faith? Remembering that there is a better country. Remembering that there is a place of perfection that is being prepared for us. It is by our faith we choose salvation. It is by faith that we choose to, we make a choice to live by faith. We believe the word of God, we trust God. This morning as we conclude, I want to draw back to the two choices that there are to be made this morning. If you've never trusted Christ as your Savior, you have a choice. I cannot choose salvation for you. The person you sit by cannot choose salvation for you. As much as God wants you to be saved, He will not choose salvation for you. You must choose to put your faith in what Christ did. I'd love for you to be a part of the Emmanuel Baptist Church, but the Emmanuel Baptist Church can't save you. I'd love for you to be in our fellowship, but this church membership is not going to save you. It's choosing faith. This morning, would you choose by faith to put your trust in God? Christian, are you at a crossroads this morning in your life? Are you carrying a burden? Are you just dealing with life circumstances? Dealing with disappointment? Choose, rather, faith. 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 Let's put our faith in a God much, much bigger than you and I. Father, I pray that you'll...